Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Stand for the reading of God's Word. If you're ready, shout, bring it on. I'm telling you, I'm coming for you today. I said, I'm coming for you today. I got about 10 excited people. I said, I'm coming for you today. I really feel like preaching. I, I have fought and battled and the enemy has come against me. I was up all through the night, but you know what? The devil is under my feet. I feel like preaching. I'm gonna preach here and leave and go preach somewhere tonight. But I love this sacred season. How many of you want the Lord to be first this year? Amen. So we're going to take our text from Joshua 1.8 and then Genesis 48.10. You by live stream, thank you for being with me. Joshua 1.8 says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. Somebody say prosperous and then you will have good success. Anybody interested in succeeding? Genesis 48, 10, this is powerful. Now the eyes of Israel, who is Jacob, were dim with age, so that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them, his sons, near to him, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel, or you would know him more commonly, as Jacob said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact, God has shown me your offspring, your children. So Joseph brought them from beside his knees. They're just little guys. And he bowed down with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both. Ephraim was with his right hand toward Israel's left hand. And Manasseh with his left hand towards Israel's right hand. And brought them near to him. What was happening here is this old man Jacob is about to bless his grandchildren. And what Joseph did was the obvious thing. He set his oldest son in position to receive the right hand of blessing. Because in all actuality, it seemed like Manasseh would have been next. But watch what happens. Then Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head, who was the younger. He crossed hands. He put his right hand on Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, guiding his hands, what? Knowingly. He knew what he was doing, for Manasseh was the firstborn. Now when Joseph saw that his father had laid his right hand on the hand of Ephraim, the younger one, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hands to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand, that right hand of blessing, on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know, but he shall become a people, and he shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day, saying, By you, Israel, will bless, saying, May God make you as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And thus, he set Ephraim before Manasseh. 
In all actuality, Manasseh was next, but there was a crossover, and Ephraim was elevated. I'm going to let you announce this sermon title to your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor. Say, excuse me. I didn't know you were next. I'm going to preach a little bit today. Tell another neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say, excuse me. I didn't know that you were next. Oh, is there anybody next here? Anybody next here? Slip up your hands, man. I'm going to preach. I may not have a face when this service is over because I feel like preaching my face off. Come on. Father, we raise our hands before you. We tell you we're imperfect. We're flawed. We've got issues, but we're next. If you're going to touch somebody, touch me. If you're going to use somebody, use me. If you're going to heal somebody, heal me. If you're going to empower somebody, ha, empower me. Somebody say, I'm next. If you believe it, give the Lord a praise right now. Come on, give him a praise in advance for this revelation that you're going to receive. Before you sit down, touch three or four people and tell them, you're next, you're next, you're next. I've been preaching a mighty long time, y'all. I'm about to turn 35 years old this coming Why are you looking at me like that? 55 years old this week. I turned 55 years old. But I've never been more excited about teaching and preaching than I am right now. So you by live stream, get ready. I feel this in my spirit because somebody in this place has a big old necks plastered on your backs in the spirit realm. Somebody here today in this sacred season needs to get next in your spirit. Next for healing. Next for breakthrough. Next for financial miracles. Next for opportunities. Next for household salvation. Next for open doors. Next for new ideas. Next for a divine strategy. Give God praise if you're ready to be next. God, whatever next is, make me next. The Lord really sovereignly spoke to me and he's about to bring something very fresh to you. And I want you to understand that there are some of you that's been in the background, but God's about to bring you to the forefront. God's gonna expose the hidden in this next season. God's gonna elevate some things that seem like they've been kind of pushed back, but God's about to bring out next. And so I really have a word in Jesus' mighty name. There are many of you, you're next, and you may not even know it. Our text here in Genesis records an amazing and incredible occurrence. We see here that Joseph brings his two oldest sons to the patriarch Jacob in order that they may receive this powerful blessing. Now, there are several amazing facts as I relate this story concerning this. Most incredibly, beginning with the fact that these two brothers came to receive this blessing not from their father, but from their grandfather. They weren't even really qualified to receive this blessing. Now Manasseh was the oldest, and he was placed in position to receive that right hand of blessing, and Ephraim was the youngest, so he would be placed on the left. 
And here they are ready to receive. Now understand that the eldest always received the right hand of blessing. This was a tremendous honor and a tremendous and an and incredible thing that would happen to the oldest son. But Jacob does something here in the story that is shocking. At the very last moment, he crosses his hands and actually pronounces the blessing not on the eldest, but on the youngest Ephraim. Now Ephraim came in that room, marked for next. His father didn't realize it, his brother didn't realize it, and he didn't even realize it. And there are some of you that have came to church today and you didn't walk through the doors by accident. Whether you know it or not, people around you may not realize it. Your closest friends and family may not know it. You may not even know it yourself. But I have come to tell you that you are next. There are things you've been believing God for, you are next. There are breakthroughs on your horizon, you are next. There are miracles about to manifest in your life, you are next. Hallelujah. Now there is so much wrong about this story. There's so much out of whack. There's so much that seems to be a transgression of traditional Jewish religious tradition. In fact, what this story does is not just bend the rules of tradition, it shatters the rules. And maybe the odds were against Ephraim, but it did not matter, he was next. It does not matter when you are next. It doesn't matter what the odds say, it doesn't matter what your situations say, it doesn't even matter what people say. When you are next, you are next, and there's nothing anybody, including the devil, can do about it. Hallelujah. Now first understand that these boys, neither of them, are actually sons of Jacob. They're actually grandsons of Jacob. They're unworthy in every way. They had Egyptian mothers. They're, they're sons of Joseph's, though they're grandsons. But here in this text, the old man does something that I think is astounding and astonishing. He makes this statement in Genesis 48, 16. He says, let my name be upon them. In other words, he's declaring here, I'm adopting these boys as my own. He said, Joseph, the rest of your kids are yours, but these are going to be forever identified as my sons. I'm connecting myself to them. I'm connecting my patriarchal blessing to them. I'm choosing them. And these boys became so much Jacob's sons that they have been counted among the 12 tribes of Israel. They received an equal inheritance in the promised land. They were treated just like Dan, Beersheba, Judah, and Benjamin. They were one of his sons. And I love this because they were chosen. They were adopted. Now this has a special place in my heart because I've actually adopted a child. My son Peyton is adopted. And if you understand adoption, adoption is a powerful thing. The word adopt is actually two words. It's add and opt. So what happened with us? We opted to add Peyton. We loved him, we wanted him, but he was an option in our life. But we opted to add him because we loved him. 
We wanted him to be a part of our family. We wanted him to be a part of our lineage. So we adopted him. Now here these boys are, even though they're not Jacob's, even though they were born and raised in a foreign land, he chose them just like I chose Peyton. This man chooses Ephraim and Manasseh. He chose them. Now don't get it misunderstood. Ephraim didn't choose Jacob. Jacob chose. Ephraim. And what did Jesus say about you? Jesus said in John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain, that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. We've been adopted. We were an option, but Jesus opted to add us. We're only here today because we've been adopted. We were optional. Come on, somebody. If you look at my son's birth certificate, you'll find out that his birth certificate, his birth parents are nowhere listed on that birth certificate. The moment that I adopted him, my name went on his birth certificate. His mother's name, Dong, went on his birth certificate. Now he is forever my son. I am forever his father. And now he is a part of my lineage. He is a Rayleigh. Every generational curse has been broken off of his life. And now he walks under the blessings of Jim Rayleigh. Come on, somebody. Let me tell you something. If you've been adopted, every generational curse of the enemy has been taken off of your life. You don't need to allow the enemy to defeat you, delay you, destroy you, or make you feel bad about where you came from. No, bless God, you are adopted. You are a new creation and a brand new man, a brand new woman. You are optional, not born a Jew and certainly not righteous. But in spite of all that, now we are sons and daughters because the Lord chose us. Somebody give God praise if you're glad to be adopted. So you need to be encouraged in this season of prayer and fasting. In 2019, rejoice in the fact that you are chosen and adopted into the family of God. And God takes care of his children. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, God takes care of his children. Jacob blessed Ephraim, but don't get it bent. If Jacob can bless Ephraim and would bless Ephraim as an adopted son that he loved, how much more will the Heavenly Father bless you in 2019 and take care of you? Stop rehearsing where you came from. Stop talking about what disqualifies you from the blessing and favor of God in your life. Declare, he chose me. Yeah, I had issues, but he chose me. I had problems, but he chose me. Not all I ought to be, but he chose me. Put your hand on your chest and say, he chose me. Yeah, that ought to bring up a praise on your whole row. That ought to make your whole row want to clap their hands and give God some glory because your whole row has been chosen. The next thing that must be noted in this text is that Ephraim certainly didn't qualify for the blessing, 
because he's the youngest. So number one, he's unadopted. Number two, he's unqualified. It's the eldest who always received the right hand of blessing. It was never the youngest. So Ephraim was not the one to be blessed or, or receive this blessing on so many levels. He wasn't a son of Reuben, Jacob's oldest, nor was he the oldest. He was not qualified, but Jacob the father knew. He knew that Ephraim could not qualify himself. But here's what the father knew. He said, the moment I put my hand on him, the moment I put my hand on him, the moment I touch him, when I touch him, everything's gonna change. When I put my hand on him, everything's gonna change. When I put my hand on him, his condition will change. When I put my hand on him, his classification will change. When I put my hand on him, his past will change. His present will change. His future will change. It won't matter where it came from. It'll matter who he becomes and where he's going. All Ephraim needs is my touch. And when I touch him, look out. When I touch him, get ready. Some of y'all are here today in the inception of 2019, and you think all I need is the right title. All I need is the right education. All I need is to matriculate through the right educational process. All I need are the right friends. All I need is the right connection. All I need is the right door. All I need are the right opportunities. And once I have those, everything will change and I will rise. But but let me tell you, when it's all said and done, baby, none of this will qualify you. None of this will get you where you want to go or make you who you want to be. What you need is the right touch. I feel like preaching. I said, what you need is the right touch. You need to get underneath the touch of the Father. In 2019, it is the touch of the Heavenly Father that will destroy your walls of limitation and shatter every ceiling of containment over your life. Hear me in this room. I want to tell you what you need is the touch of the Father. And when the Father touches you, you are qualified. When the Father touches you, you get everything you need. What you need is the touch of God. I want to tell you, God is touching people today. The Father is touching people today. He's touching somebody on your row right now. How many of you can say, Lord, if you're going to touch somebody, touch me? Father, if you're going to touch somebody, touch me. Father, if you're going to heal somebody, touch me. If you're going to use somebody, touch me. If you're going to open somebody a door, touch me. If you're going to elevate somebody, touch me. Somebody say, touch me, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Some of y'all are sitting out there and you're looking at Jim Rayleigh. You're looking at me today and you say, Pastor, how in the world did you even get to where you are today? I know your background. I know your struggle. I know you were abused. I know where you came from. I know what you've been through. And I want to tell you this morning immediately and without reservation, there's only one reason that I've gotten to where I am today. There's only one reason that I have books in bookstores and I stand on a stage 
stage and I preach to this many people every single Sunday and then I travel throughout the week preaching and ministering and writing I'm telling you there's only one reason not because I'm so smart I'm not that smart I'm not that gifted I'm not that articulate I don't have that much ability my education is not that great but in the end baby there is something that I have known how to do I have gotten myself in position where God can touch me and when God touches you everything changes somebody is about to step into a season where your ability will not open it where your connections will not make it happen where your knowledge and your assumption that you know what you need to know is not going to make it happen but there is a touch that is going to come to you from the father that will qualify you adopt you and position you for a supernatural season in 2019 can I find somebody who's a candidate for that touch? I'm not qualified to do anything I've done. In fact, I'm unqualified, save the touch of God. But he touched me, y'all. I said, he touched me, y'all. He touched me and I found the right wife. Come on. He touched me and I came to the right church. He touched me. He touched me. Hallelujah. We used to sing that old song, he touched me. Oh, he touched me. And all oh, the joy that floods my soul. Y'all don't make me sing. Something happening now I know. Can I find a witness in here? Is there anybody you can look back and know I'm only where I am because he touched me? Ephraim comes in there, y'all. He's unqualified. He's untouched. But the, Lord, the Father touches him and qualifies him. But here's where it goes to a whole nother level. Ephraim walks in just to receive a blessing. He thinks all he's going to get is a blessing. But there is something greater on the agenda than just another blessing. Some of y'all are just looking for another blessing. But I need to tell you here at the beginning of 2019, there is something greater on the agenda of your life than just another blessing. Ephraim was not receiving just another blessing. Ephraim was receiving an inheritance. There's a difference between a blessing and an inheritance. I can bless you and you not be mine. I can bless you, but I don't take responsibility for you until you become an inheritor. When See, my children, they are my inheritors. They have an inheritance because they are connected to me. I want you to realize that what I have from the Father, what you have from the Father is an inheritance. Blessings come and go. And it's time to see more in life than blessing. It's time to claim an inheritance. You need to stop believing. Just, Lord, bless me today. Just bless me with just enough. If I can just get a little blessing today. Stop looking at just survival and just blessing and begin to claim the power of inheritance. This young man, Ephraim, was about to be shifted from blessing to inheritance. Inheritance means legacy. It means birthright. It means endowment or endorsement and heritage. Blessings come and go. But inheritance is continual. I want more than a blessing. I want an inheritance. And what is in my inheritance? More than enough is in my inheritance. Healing is in my inheritance. Anointing is in my inheritance. Uh, glory is in my inheritance. Salvation is in my inheritance. Peace is in my inheritance. I've inherited it all. I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus. Whatever he says I have, I have. I inherited it. I, let me tell you something. I'm not going to Palm Coast to start a church. I've, we've already inherited Palm Coast. What we're going to do is step in our inheritance. 
Somebody needs to get healed. You need to stop asking for a blessing and step into your inheritance. Somebody needs a financial miracle. Stop asking for a blessing. Step into your inheritance. I need somebody who's in the will to give God a praise right now. Tell your neighbor I'm in the will. Y'all don't make me go there. So tell your neighbor I'm in the will. Who's got, who's got a real Bible, a B-I-B-L-E, like a hard Bible? Let me hold your Bible. Who's got a Bible? Somebody hand me your Bible. Right there, let me hand me your Bible. You know what the will is? This is the will. Come on now. This is the will. Who wrote the will? The Lord wrote the will. Come on. Who's in the will? I'm in the will. He wrote the will. This is the will. I got everything it says I have. He wrote the will. But then you don't get to claim the will until the person dies. They got to die before you can claim the benefits of the will. So Jesus wrote the will. Then he died so we could claim the benefits of the will. And then he rose again and became the executor of the will. So now that everything he says I have, I inherit it because he wrote it, he died, he rose. Somebody better give God praise. Tell your neighbor I'm in the will. Stop looking for a blessing and start claiming an inheritance. Give God praise. I said if you're in the will, give God praise. Some of y'all been in this time where all you're doing is claiming a little blessing. But what this, what this inheritance did, it gave him continual access to the promise of the Father. It was his birthright, his endowment, his legacy. In 2019, claim more than blessing, claim birthright. You have more than blessing, you have an inheritance, and your inheritance is generational. What does that mean? That means it does not stop with me. That means Courtney has it. That means Peyton has it because I adopted him. That means Channing has it. That means my grandchildren have it. How many of you are going to claim generational inheritance? One, two, three, make a little noise in the house. Here's what I feel in my spirit, and here's what the Lord would have me say to you. Some of you have been in this season where you're claiming the blessing of the Lord. You just want a blessing here and a blessing there. But it's time to shift and move from claiming blessing to claiming inheritance because inheritance is generational. And then on top of that, inheritance is something that you forever have access to. You need to raise the level of your expectation. So here's what I declare to you in 2019, raise the level of your expectation. Don't think small, think big. Don't think tiny, think gigantic. Think like you are an heir and joint heir with the Lord. Who's going to raise their level of expectation in 2019? Let me hear from you if that's you. Ephraim comes in the room. He's unadopted. He's unqualified. And he certainly underestimates the profoundness of this moment. He walks in for a blessing. He walks out with an inheritance. Some of you walked into church today looking for a blessing, but you're going to walk out understanding your inheritance. Raise your level of expectation. I said, you got to raise your level of expectation. My kids will walk in this inheritance because it is generational. Now, something else that blew my mind here is that the Bible says that Jacob's eyes were dim. It seems that he could hardly see. 
So I want you to know what happens in the 17th verse of the 48th chapter. Now when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. Joseph's like, what's up with that? You got your right hand on my youngest, not my eldest. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to put it on Manasseh's head. So, so here he goes, and, and, and he's about to, to put his hands on the boy's heads, and, and, and jo Jacob gets them there. And, and Joseph said, what's up? He must be can't see, and it displeases him. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said it displeased Joseph, so he took hold of his father's hands to remove it. He wanted to get his hand off of Ephraim's head. And, and, and Jacob said, wait a minute, I know, I know, I know, I know what's up. See, my, 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 you better listen to me preach today. Joseph was displeased, and there may be some in this next season who are going to trip out and get upset about the blessing of the Lord and the inheritance of God over your life. They will even try to undermine and remove the touch of the Father over your life. And it may even come from some of your closest friends. It may even come from your own family. People will point out the fact that you are unworthy. You are unqualified. You are too young. You are too inexperienced. You don't have the right background. You got too much of a messed up, jacked up, problematic past. But let me tell you, when Joseph tried to remove Jacob's hand because he was unqualified and unworthy, the father said, I know, I know, I know what's up. I know the situation here, but I'm doing what I want to do. I'm doing it because I chose to do this. I know what's going on. Let me tell you something in this room. When the father gets ready to touch you and put his hand on you, don't worry who gets displeased over it. Don't get worried. Don't worry about who gets upset about it. Believe that in 2019, the Father can and will touch you and elevate you no matter who it displeases. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't even worry about it. The Father can and will touch you and elevate you no matter who it displeases. Oh, you better give God a praise. Not everybody's going to root for you. You better give God praise. Not everybody's going to stand behind you. You better give God praise. Not everybody's going to rejoice with you. If you want to know who your friends are, watch how people around you act when you win. Because a real friend's going to rejoice when you win, but a false friend's going to give you the side eye. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for some real friends. I don't need some fair weather friends. I don't need some Johnny Come Lately friends. But I need some friends that will rejoice when I win. Not everybody's gonna rejoice with you. Not everybody's gonna root with you, but don't overreact. If God's hand is on you, there ain't anything. There is absolutely nothing anyone can do about it. 
tell your neighbor, haters gonna hate. Yeah, yeah, haters gonna hate. You gonna have to deal with haters. Haters gonna hate. But let me tell you, they don't have to like it. They don't have to endorse it. They don't have to get excited about it. They can close their eyes. In fact, they can roll their eyes and give two snaps. But it don't matter, baby. If God puts his hand on you, it's gonna happen no matter what they say. Can I talk to somebody in this room today? They can close their eyes and not watch it, but regardless of what anybody says, tell your neighbor I'm next. Yeah, yeah, regardless of what the doubters say, regardless of what the haters say, I am next. Regardless of what folks say who said I can never do it, I can never become it, I'm next. Touch three people and say I'm next, I'm next, I'm next, I'm next. Now give God a praise like you actually believe it. Come on, eye rolling, two snaps. I ain't worried about it. I'm next. I said, I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. I'm next for a healing. I'm next for an open door. I'm next for a new season. I'm next. Some of y'all are next for the right relationship. You're next for the right opportunity. The Lord said, take a 20 second praise break. Somebody needs to praise the Lord. Hey! Hey! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! in the back. Hallelujah in the front. Hallelujah, your live stream, I'm next. Now be seated. Now we rehearse this story quickly. Ephraim walks in, he's unqualified, untouched, unadopted, and certainly underestimated. Mm. Don't you love it when folk underestimate you after God has put his hand on you? Ephraim is even out of position. It seems like Manasseh has been placed on Jacob's right and he's in the perfect position to receive the blessing. And Jacob, the father, looks beyond all this and despite all this and all that was wrong and despite Ephraim being out of position, the father readjusted. He switched it up. Aren't you glad for a God that will readjust? I said, aren't you glad for a God that'll do what it takes to get to you what is for you? Now here, here, here they are. And it seems like Manasseh's in position and Ephraim is out of position. The father readjusts. Won't he do it, y'all? I said, won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Won't he bring you what you're not even expecting? Won't he do it? The father readjusted and crossed his arms, and he blesses Ephraim with a crossover blessing. Underqualified, underage, unadopted, underestimated. Come on, y'all, untouched. Now watch this. Come here, Judah. Come here, John. So here they are. You've got 
you've got Manasseh standing here, and you've got Ephraim standing here. And it looked, now remember the right hand is the patriarchal blessing. The right hand is the blessing that, that, that the patriarch would give to the oldest son. It is a coveted thing. So they bring these boys to Jacob, and he reaches out to touch them. Joseph is there, and my oldest son is about to receive this blessing. He's crying. And all of a sudden, at the last minute, he goes, mm. And he crossed over, and he touches, eh. He touches Ephraim with a crossover blessing. And the one who looked like was going to get it didn't get it. But the unqualified one got it. Underage, unqualified, untouched, unadopted. But there was a crossover blessing. And some of y'all here are thinking all the reasons why you can't have it and why God can't do it. And you're looking at your neighbor with their uppity self. And it looks like they're about to get it. But in the last minute, God's going to come into your situation and bring a crossover blessing. I dare somebody to give God praise for a crossover. I said give God praise for a crossover blessing. Somebody's about to cross over into healing. Somebody's about to cross over into financial miracles. Somebody give God a shout right now for a crossover blessing. What's amazing to me is it was a crossover blessing. It was what kind of blessing? What kind of blessing? A crossover blessing. It was a crossover blessing. It was a cross. It was a cross. A cross, a cross, a cross, a cross. Excuse me, I'm only here today because there's a cross over my life. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, say you can just stand there, but I gotta give God praise because the only reason I'm here, I got a crossover blessing. The cross has done it for me. The blood did it for me. The sacrifice did it for me. One, two, three, give God a shout. I said give God a praise. I'm only saved because of the cross. I'm only blessed because of the cross. I was about to lose my mind, but there was a cross over my life. I was about to backslide. But there was a cross over my life. When he left you, you thought you'd lose your mind. When she walked out, you thought you were done. But hasn't there been a crossover blessing? One, two, three, give God a shout. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there has been a cross over my life. Every blessing I have is a crossover blessing. Now let me finish. I'm about to close, but watch this. 
Jacob comes in, bringing his two little boys. He sets the oldest in position, and he thinks the oldest is about to receive the patriarchal blessing. But in the last moment, all of a sudden, the father switches arms. He switches hands, and he blesses the unlikely. And I'm sure that that dad looked at that son and said, excuse me, I didn't know that you were next. I'm sure that brother looked at that son and could have said, excuse me, I didn't know that you were next. Before I take my seat, I need you to look at somebody around you and say, excuse me. Say, excuse me. I didn't know that you were next. My, 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 my. I didn't know you were next to healing. I didn't know you were next for a financial breakthrough. I didn't know that you were next for direction. I didn't know that you were next for provision. Turn around and tell another neighbor, say neighbor, excuse me. Say excuse me. Say I didn't know that you were next. Now I understand why you're clapping. Now I understand why you're shouting. Now I understand why you're jumping. Now I understand why you're leaping. Somebody's next. I need you to praise him like you're next. Hand me my microphone. I said, I need you to praise him like you're next. I said, I need you to praise him like you're next. Why don't you high five four people and say, I'm next. I'm next, I'm next, I've been through hell, but I'm next, I've cried through the night, but I'm next, I didn't come from the right background, but I'm next, I don't have the money, but I'm next, I don't have the education, but I'm next, somebody give God a shout if you're next, no, that ain't gonna do, I'm gonna give you 30 seconds, to lose your mind giving God praise give God praise like your next give God praise like your next I'm next for a business I'm next for a new anointing push somebody and say I'm next I'm next some people don't understand you they don't know why you're acting the way you're acting, but they don't know that you're next. You're next. You're next. You're next. You're next. I'm going to wait on you to praise him. I ain't going to say nothing until everybody in this house starts praising God. I ain't gonna say nothing till you shake off that spirit of religion and kick that mess out the door and act like God is about to make you next. I'm shouting like I'm next. 
I'm dancing like I'm next. I'm leaping like I'm next. I'm jumping like I'm next. I'm crying like I'm next. If, if people knew who they were sitting by, if people knew who they were sitting by, they'd treat you differently. Because next, just walk in the room. One, two, three. Give the Lord the highest praise. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord the highest praise. Hallelujah. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. I've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. I've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. All right, all right. All right, all right. All right, all right. I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. I'm next. Give the Lord a crazy praise if you're next. My God, I'm unqualified, but I'm next. I'm not in position, but I'm next. I'm not old enough, but I'm next. I don't have everything I need, but let me tell you, touch me, Lord. Before I finish, I want you to get one neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I'm going to tell you one more time. Excuse me, I didn't know you are. Somebody's in faith rise right now. The Lord said there's power in that declaration. He said, tell him to say it again. Say it again. Find another neighbor. Find somebody you ain't told yet. Find somebody. You got to get out of your aisle. Get out of it. Find somebody you ain't talked to. And say, hey, neighbor. Say, excuse me. I just didn't know you. All the people that are next, give God a praise. He's healing somebody now. He's blessing somebody now. He's releasing somebody now. He's anointing somebody now. He's opening doors now. I'm next. I've been through hell, but I'm next. I'm underqualified, but I'm next. I'm next in the name of Jesus. Now, here it is, everybody standing, if you're able. One, two, three, give him praise if you received every word, every word, every word, every word. I said give him praise. 
I said give him praise, 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 praise. Now what is astonishing to me is the old man is sitting there. The two children come in with their father. He adopts them. Any adopted people in the house today? You've been adopted by the Father. Come on. He opted to add you. And he shocks Joseph. And he crosses his hands. Hey, bring up that picture. Did y'all were able to get that picture up? At the end of... That was over the church at the end of first service. See that cross? No, you, you, you need to praise God like maybe the Lord is trying to tell you something about a crossover blessing. I said, maybe the Lord is trying to tell Calvary something about a crossover blessing. I said, maybe the Lord is trying to tell you about a crossover blessing. Stop trying to earn it. The Lord is trying to tell you it's a cross. He crosses his arms and he does the unusual and the unacceptable in Hebrew tradition. He acknowledges, exalts, and blesses the unqualified, the unadopted, the untouched, and the out of position. His eyes are dim. His son goes, oh, dad, you messed up. He said, boy, step back. He said, I know. I know. Ephraim, I see you. You, you may have thought my eyes were dim, son, but, but this father sees you. Some of y'all have been in seasons where you feel like you've been hidden. But the Lord said, I see you. I see you giving, I see you praying, I see you trusting, I see you clapping in calamity, dancing. When you're under an attack from the enemy, I see you shouting when everything around you seems to be wrong. The Lord says, I see you and you next I want I want you to understand something mm. we're in this time of prayer and fasting and giving we've been doing this for years we do it and I love it it's when we put God first 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 12 says that he supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. He'll supply and multiply the seed you have sown. Not the seed you eat, but the seed you sow and increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything. Somebody say everything. What is everything? Everything. We think it's only money. Somebody raise your hands and say everything. For all liberality, 
which causes thanksgiving through us to God for the administration of the service. Not only does he supply the needs for the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgiving to God. Next week, we'll bring our first fruits to the Lord. Some it's going to be the first month. Don and I give our most sacrificial gift that year, that, that sacred Sunday, that first Sunday. We give. We don't give till it hurts. We give till it helps. Come on. Because I believe you can't take somebody somewhere you've never been. So we give and we sow our most significant seed. Some people give a month. Some people give bi-weekly. Some people give a week. Some people give a day. Not everybody gives the same. But what we're doing is giving our first. Now, the power of what we're doing is this. We're doing first fruits. It's an Old Testament principle, but it releases the blessings of the Lord over your life. I believe it. That priest, when he would bring an offering to the Lord, he would start with the wheat and the barley. The wheat and barley was already in the barn, already collected. And he would take that loaf, thanking God for what he's already done. And he would wave those loaves before the Lord because the wheat and the barley were in the barn. But then there were five fruits and, and types of produce that were not in the barn yet. They were still in the field, the olive, the grape, the pomegranate, the date. And he would get those five and he would bring the unripened fruit before the Lord and he would wave them before the Lord. Now watch this. When he would wave this wheat loaf before the Lord, with that one hand, he would say, Lord, this is what you've already done. Every blessing that I have, I only have it because you gave it to me. I wouldn't have anything if it were not for you. Is there anybody that can wave one hand and say every blessing I got? I only have it because you gave it to me. Come on, he, you gave me my salvation. You gave me my peace. You gave me the Holy Ghost. You gave me everything I've got. But then he would wave this other before the Lord. This hand says what you've done. This hand says, this is what you're able to do. I dare you right now, wave both hands and say, God, this is what you've done. But this other hand says, this is what you're able to do. And bring the Lord a wave offering right now, saying, God, everything is on you. What I have is from you. What's coming is from you. Come on, wave. So next week, what we're going to do for Sacred Sunday, I believe it's going to be the most powerful Sunday of our year. This place will be packed. We're going to bring our first fruits to the Lord. We have some prayer cloths that Dawn and I and our staff have anointed with oil. We've prayed over them. When you give that first fruits offering, we're going to hand you a prayer cloth. And we want you to take that home with you, just like the Bible said in the book of Acts, that 
when they brought that point of faith. The, the power was not in the cloth. The power was in the faith and in the anointing and in the prayer. We're going to hang you that cloth. And I believe you're going to see miracles like you've never seen. Somebody is next. Now listen. Here's the truth. Some people won't give. Most people do on Sacred Sunday. But I found out the only people I ever get ugly emails from ain't given anyway. It's the people who know that the Lord is their source. Nothing changes in my life. I'm not on commission. I'm not trying to get anything from you. I'm trying to get this to you. So you pray. You think Jim really has an ulterior motive, you ask the Lord. You ask him. I'm not afraid. The Lord knows my heart in this. We're gonna build a kid center debt free. Hallelujah. So this week, pray fast. Sunday we're gonna give. I'm going to wave that offering before the Lord. Who wants to be a part of what God is doing? Anybody? Tell your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm next. I'm next. With heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, if you're in this room and you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. When you pray, pray for me. There's sin in my life. If that's you, when I count to three, raise your hand. Are you ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand. Hands across the room. Take your hand and place it on your heart right now and pray this prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart, wash me clean, make me new, adopt me, <laughs> adopt me. I'm a son, I'm a daughter, I'm a child of God from this day forward. Somebody give the Lord a praise right now. Nobody leave for a moment. Come on, Pastor Troy. I love you so much. I need, I want everybody who's next. Make a little noise if you're next. Come on. <laughs> you know that's a word. I said make a little noise like, like raise a roof. Pastor Troy and his wife just celebrated their 25th wedding anniversary. Look at that. No, nobody leave. Pastor Troy's going to close us in prayer. I'm going to go to the back. Next Sunday, Pastor Troy, we're going to offer our church to the Lord we're going to offer our first fruits to the Lord but you know what we're going to do and the most important thing we're going to do we're going to offer ourselves to the Lord Hi this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center thank you so much for listening we pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be we hope you enjoyed this message